COE champion over everything. champions welcome to another episode of coe champion over everything man today i am so excited i i know y'all see the smile on my face i have a special guest with me i have been knowing her for well over 30 years like we go we go way back uh but this is my friend dr kim and before we get started i have got to introduce my sister um to you all so real quick let me do an introduction and then we we gonna put sister kim on a hot seat and, and let her tell her champion story. But to give y'all a little bit more about Dr. Kim, uh, Dr. Kimberly L. Jefferson, she is the Director of Creative Services at Align with Dr. Kim. As a wellness coach, she serves as a guide to help overwhelm entrepreneurs and professionals who desire to create more balance, peace, and joy in everyday life. She has served as a doctor of chiropractic for over 10 years and she helps people align their mind, their body and their spirit. One of the quotes um, that I like that she has shared is alignment is all about positioning yourself to divinely, I gotta repeat that one, to divinely express what is divinely yours. That is a direct quote from Dr. Kim herself. So whether speaking, writing, coaching, or practicing chiropractic, she uniquely makes people feel valued and free to be the best versions of themselves. So today I have with me Dr. Kimberly L. Jefferson. Kim, what's up? How you doing? Hey, I am feeling good. I am so glad to be here. I think yes, ma'am. You were talking about how uh, we've known each other for so many years. Uh, every time I have my birthday, I think about yours as well. Cause we like side by side with birthday. Yeah, yeah, we not too far apart. Cause mine's on the ninth, and yours is on the yes. tenth. So yep. yeah, we we it, it's crazy how how we've been connected for so long. <laughs> right. Um, and we was just saying like last time I saw Kim, unfortunately one of our classmates yeah. had passed away, and my cousin, I love my cousin in life. This is more like you know my sister. She she looked at Dr. Kim. She said, "You remember Reggie?" And and she was like, "Yeah, I remember Reggie, your cousin." <laughs> and we just all started laughing. Hi. Oh, uh, but you know, good times, good times. So Dr. Kim, I want to put you on the podium and that way you can share with us what is your champion story? Yeah, so um, my background is pretty much, you know, straight up from Greenwood, Mississippi. That's where I started. I went off to chiropractic school. Um, the typical smart girl who goes to um, doctoral program comes out has this dream of, you know, coming back to her hometown community and serving her people through chiropractic care. Uh, I don't think, at the time, there was like maybe two people there. So all I'm saying is there was room for like another chiropractor. And I was the first Black female chiropractor that actually opened up an office Ooh. in the county. So I went back home. Um, you know, I built everything from scratch. God gave me the vision on what to do, gave me some investors, all of those types of things. Like everything just fell into place. It was perfect. Um, got into the, the whole thing about dating. So I'm degreed, I'm dating. I got this business, you know, everything is going on the up and up until I get to the point where I'm just not feeling happy. Like the money coming in, the patients coming in, the impact is being made. Like, I really feel like I am in a space where it's like, God, I know you told me to come into this space. Like, I know I have healing in my hands and that there's room here. I know there's assignment here. So after about like four years of being in that space, I was pretty much to the point where I would come into my office. I would hesitate coming into the office. Mm. I would get up in the middle of the night in like cold sweat. Um, and this is just awful to be able to walk around with just this heaviness on you with, you know, not knowing what direction you're going in. You remember you, you know, were on this path and you just really felt great about everything and just kind of slowly all of a sudden, you know, the relationship wasn't going well 
the business was just at a stagnant place. Mm-hmm. And I came into my office one day and my assistant at the front, my mom, small hometown practice, my mom was my office manager and she would be at the front and she would see me from day in and day out. And she didn't notice at the time, but I would sit in my office and cry. I would be crying before I would see my patients and I would just go in the room and they were like, oh, Dr. Jefferson, I know you spend so much time in your office. Oh, I know you praying for us in here. They didn't understand I needed somebody to pray for me (laughs) because I was at the point of like, I'm just ready to go. Something just isn't going well. And I got this revelation that, you know, hey, I know you gave this to me, God. And since it's so heavy, I know I can put this in your hands. I know I can put all of this in your hands. Um, No lie, Reggie, I have been working from the time I graduated from high school, went to Mississippi Valley State, went on to chiropractic school. I never took a break, never. Every summer I was working in somebody's internship program and I just heard sabbatical and rest in my spirit. Like I was tired in a place that if I didn't do something, I didn't have anything to give. Like my cup wasn't empty, that thing was dry. I needed to fill myself up. So what I did, I put it in God's hands. I said, well, this is how we're going to start to break things down. I've gotten the okay from God to do this. Everybody else around me was just like, you know, upset. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And this was where I really was in another place of hearing God. I was excited about it. Like I was, I caught a thrill. I was like, yes. We about to go on some trips. Yeah. <laughs> we about to go to sleep for a few days, <laughs> you know, and not have to worry about coming in and having to give and take care of these things. Um, I admire uh, people who are able to just go in and handle everything. People don't understand when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business person, it never stops. It's 24 seven, like, you know, you need to practice great boundaries in your life. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons that Kim was learning. You need to set boundaries. So Mm -hmm. I came out of the office a few years, not a few years, but a few months later, I came out of that relationship because I needed to release myself of things that were not good for me. And I needed to stand my ground and I needed to set great boundaries for myself to give myself room enough to heal. That was the biggest thing in my sphere. You need to heal. And so coming into this place of healing, going on trips, I was left with this new business, which I started now aligned with Dr. Kim. I was left with me, that new business, my wellness coaching, supportive friendships, and my self-care. I ultimately gained access to myself. I found my identity. I found who I was. I embraced, seems like for the first time in forever, I said, God, help me see me how you see me. And that is something that I was able to fully embrace. After all of the pain, all of the tears, that time I was healing, you know, there was some depression, there was some weeks Mm -hmm. of crying, all those type of things. So you know, it got real ugly. And I tell anybody, you know, when you're in that space where um, things are not going the way you think they need to go, it's going exactly on schedule as God has it for you. (laughs) I know that may be hard to just understand and feel, but God has you. Um, My greatest revelation uh, in my experience with God and with my relationship with God was that he saw me. He saw me and he recognized me because I was not consumed in that space. That's a really sensitive space that people get in. You know, you come out of a long-term relationship. You come out of a long-term business that you literally built from your hands up. Mm -hmm. And you have to put it all down. But you're not, you know, putting it away. You're mainly just putting things up on the shelf and giving it to God so he can heal you from the inside out. And like I said, once I went through that process, I was able to see myself and to see God in a whole new way. So I, you know, I gained access and ownership of myself. And that is, you know, self-love. I, I can't replace it. You yeah. know, nobody can come in 
and hustle me off of anything. Like I know, you know, I know that I own that space. It's me and God forever and ever. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's that that's beautiful. And um, uh, man, Dr. Kim, so your your story lines up with um several of our guests in the past. Um, uh, was was different is that God had called you into a space and then that very space he called you into, he said, you know what? Pause for a second. I need you to step out. That's uh, that's very unique because a lot of times I think that people, when God calls them to something, they're working, we're working, we're working, and we're missing the God that called us to it. And because we're missing out, missing out on God, we start to see things, like you said, things are getting heavy on us. Our spirit is getting weaker, so to say, because now we are we we're putting the very thing that God brought us to over the God that brought it to us, right? Um, so thank you for sharing that that beautiful testimony, that beautiful champion story. And in that story, in that story, you you brought up some points that we're going to discuss today. Um and, and one way um, we, we were talking about, you know, your new business, you know, Align with Dr. Kim and, and some of the things that you've been doing with Align with Dr. Kim. And I know one of them is Mindful Bosses. So I want to know more about Mindful Bosses. Can you please share with the audience a little bit more about Mindful Bosses as well? Yeah. So um, Align with Dr. Kim was mo- uh, mainly like working one on one. But as the trends go, you know, you cater to your audience, you build your audience. So my main mission, um, as I said before, well, as you stated before, (laughs) was about, you know, helping people come out of a space of overwhelm, basically where I was, the burnout, the overwhelm, and ultimately people who wanted to position themselves for better. They wanted success and they wanted to have joy. Like you don't have to choose one over the other. You're not having to sacrifice. So I was looking for community. That was something that I was missing. That was something that I needed and didn't know how to let in in the space I was in. I didn't know how to let in support. I didn't understand the dynamics of it because there was a mindset where I was. I was stuck in that place of, you know, if it has to be, it has to be me. Mm-hmm. I got <laughs> it's you. up to me, all of those types of things, which we'll talk about that later too, where it originates from. So to cater to my audience, I was like, you know, hey, it would be great if it was a place where entrepreneurs, business owners, people who are on the journey could be in a similar space where they can share resources, where they are self-aware, they're becoming more self-aware, they are serious about their self-care. They prioritize it. And if you're not, you can learn how to do it. And also being serious about support and being really just open to the fact that, you know, hey, I need to be in a community. I need to be in a space where um, I know my success, I'm aware of it, and I can be around other successful people as well. Because when we come together, um, it's like abundance. It all it just starts to multiply, it starts to expand. It's like a mastermind is just organically created. So, you know, I wanted to create a space where people could come and contribute and they could draw in, they could let in the help and the support that they needed. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that kind of that kind of brings us to the second point. Uh second topic that I want to bring up is about mindsets. And you know, I have to think back to um, that that era when we were in college, uh, one of my favorite groups during that particular time were the was the Dipset. You know, you had Cameron, Joel Santana, uh, Jim Jones, and Jim Jones came out with a city um, POME, product of my environment. Now, mm-hmm. the reason why I say that and I bring that up is because for the longest, my mindset was in a spot to where I'm thinking to myself, eventually I'm going to go back to some of the old ways of my environment that I was that I grew up in you mm-hmm. know being from the Delta being from Greenwood I'm eventually going to shift back into that environment but on the flip side I had some people that were speaking life into me so to say 
Um, and I had to change my mindset. I had to change the way I was thinking to no longer be a product of my environment, but to evolve from that environment. So one day I can go back and help others. Um, so I'm still working on that part, but I had to change my mindset. So um, I pose this question to you, Dr. Kim, why are mindsets important? And then how do we know oftentimes that we have to have a change in our mindset? Yeah, so um, first let me start off by saying a mindset is a collection of beliefs that affect how you engage with the world, how you let the world in, how you see the world. So it's important to have a good, a good mindset because ultimately how you navigate in the world is going to be dependent upon your attitude and your belief system. I don't know if you remember this, but I know this is something I heard constantly in Greenwood Public School System, is that your attitude determines your altitude. Your altitude, yes. I remember that. I mean, they had that post- I can't remember who used to say it all the time, but I guess a few people. Yeah, they all did. <laughs> but, you know, the greatest thing about that, because, you know, a lot of times they were talking about, you know, misbehaving and all of those types of things. But also, it was about you know, how you think of yourself. And I think that was actually, our class model was about believing in yourself, which is so amazing. Yeah. That was our class model and both of us are here like with those same themes. So right, right. <laughs> going forward. But yeah, it's important to have a absolutely wonderful mindset if you want to, you know, reach for the stars, not to just, you know, be cliche about it. Mm-hmm. But if, your mindset is not where it needs to be. You will be hindered in reaching your absolute highest potential in life. The thing that God put you here to do will be hindered by the mindset because it really is true. No one can stop you but you. There are a few things, you know, in our environments that influence us, but yet and still we have freedom of choice and free will. So we're able to overcome those things. We're able to override you know the status quo and what other people say the thing is becoming aware of it which goes into the other question you asked how do you know if you have a really low mindset well you start off by looking at your actions you start out usually there's something you feel stuck in usually there's something that you know you notice patterns man I seem like you know every time I get to a certain point I can't make enough I can't make enough or I don't feel enough in this situation because that's one of the biggest mindsets ever is I am not enough. Mm. It's constantly pumped into our brains. It's constantly in social media uh, because it sells. Well, in any type of media, it benefits, you know, people that sell stuff for you to think that you're less than so they can, so you can buy it ultimately. So, mm-hmm. they can so we've all been sold this, you know, untruth is lie basically that we are not enough and when you when you operate from a place of i'm not enough or i have less than or i could never be there you will literally stop yourself in your own tracks you will throw boulders in your own path it's called the self-sabotage as people say or the destination you look at your habits you look at your behaviors anything that is limiting you or you just seem fixed in one spot, like you can't get above a certain uh, pay amount. Or, you know, we used to say the sky is the limit. That is totally untrue, right? Because what's above the sky? You got a whole orbit. Right. You got a whole universe. They're still discovering planets. The stuff they told us in science class is no longer true. Pluto is not even a planet anymore. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's the way it is when you're coming out of those mindsets. You you come from a place of, you know, that was true for me at one time, but it's not true for me anymore. And the amazing thing about it is all it takes is a decision to change. You don't have wow. to be the same person you were two minutes ago. Oh, that's something I used to do. Yeah, I used to say what I couldn't do. I used to doubt in myself, which is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Self-deprecations. And doubting in ourselves, it's all changed by merely shifting your thoughts and choosing a different activity. Wow. Um, 
so so having that change of that mindset, it brings me to a movie I watched, um, you know, during Black History Month. Um, it's about Brian Banks. If you have not seen this movie, it is a powerful movie. Uh, the actor Aldis, Aldris, I may be mispronouncing his name, Hodge. Uh, he played Noah in Underground, but he plays Brian Banks in this movie. And it's powerful because he's in an unfair situation in which uh, he was a, a, a football player in high school on his way to college um, with aspirations to go to the pros, right? And one day he is faced with a situation um, that the, a young lady that wanted to be intimate with him and he with her, he was like, you know what? I can't jeopardize anything. Um, and somebody put a bug in her ear and was like, well, were you raped? And she didn't under, really understand what was going on. She she pretty much said, yeah, but he, I want to say about 12 years passed by. He had to go to jail for a little bit. 12 years passed by. He's out and he's, he's changing or attempting to change his life. And in that, he's not losing, um, he, he's keeping the faith. He's keeping the faith and believing that his situation is going to change. Um, and, but one of the most powerful things from that movie that stood out to me was um, good buddy of ours from, from Greenwood, Morgan Freeman. Um, he comes to him and he tells him, he puts his hand on his shoulder. He said, sometimes, and I'm paraphrasing, the battles that you fight, you got to start up here. You got to get them out of your head and you just got to release them. And he remembers that conversation when he hit it, his lowest point. He remembers that conversation and he gets to fighting and fighting and fighting. And eventually um, his, his uh, how do I say it? His charges are, are pretty much overturned. The ruling of his rape was overturned, right? But he never stopped believing, but he had to change his mindset at, at first, right? He had to change that mindset because... He was at a point to where he was ready to take on and fight the world um, mm -hmm. and, and not in a positive way. But once he changed that mindset for the better, he was able to finally be blessed to change the situation. So, you know, any goal that you reach for, you all have got to change your mindset first. Mm -hmm. um, so what what's a good starting point to change your mindset, Dr. Kim? Well, I'm, I'm going to fall right in alignment with what you were saying. Okay. It's uh, setting goals is knowing that it's possible for you. Knowing okay. that all things are possible for you. And knowing that, well, pretty much expecting, you know, it's your right to have, you know, positive experiences in your life. The superpower, I think, of our minds is to like optimistic views of things when we're reframing mm -hmm. when you're mentally shifting your mind to look at something that has happened in another way basically just taking what has happened as feedback and using it as a catapult to get you to where you need to be um, a lot of times people will have major mindset shifts when something completely diabolical or drastic has happened to them and you will see like their entire life and things just turn around for them. Not saying that, you know, this is something that is like a recipe because you can simply just start to shift your mindset because you want something better. You know, hey, I'm tired of walking around and hungry all the time or I'm in a situation where, you know, I really don't like this. So you make up in your mind and you have that determination that, you know, this is going to happen for me. I was just listening to one of my online mentors and he was saying, you got to get to the place where you say it has to happen or it has to happen. Hmm. And I was saying um, when one of my, with one of my clients here last week that my only option is success. Your only outcome is success. That's a mindset. It is. What you say to yourself, watch how you say to yourself, your words are very powerful. You know that the word God tells us there's power, life, and death in the tongue. That really is true. You can speak a mindset. 
your mindset will affect the people around you. Your words will affect them around you. But ultimately, what you're saying goes into your own ears. So you have right. to record it. So, so one thing that you, you, when you were talking about the different um, type of mindsets right there that stood out to me, we have people sometimes, they use the phrase, it is what it is, right? <laughs> and they don't realize how much power is behind the mindset of believing that it is what it is um, versus, and, and that's an example of a fixed mindset, right? Your, your mindset is fixed that you are saying it is what it is because you can't change. You don't realize the power that you have in your mental capacity to mm -hmm. change and better your life. So on the flip side, we have a growth example of mindsets that would be, it was what it was, but now I'm the change that's going to spark everything else that needs to happen to better my future, mm -hmm. right? You know, you have to turn that, pos that negative into a, a positive, so to say, right? Um, have you ever seen, and I'm sure you've had clients, of course, you can't, you can't tell what your clients have gone through, but um, in your guidance of somebody who has that mentality of it is what it is, how do you help that type of person get beyond it is what it is? Yeah, um, I, I can say that <laughs> sometimes it, it depends on what that person is willing to do. Because I've had an experience with a person with that mindset and I was the person with the developmental growing mindset. And I was in a space, I don't know if I'm playing devil's advocate here or not, but I was in a space where I had to actually agree with this person. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, that, you know, things are the way they are. And that was this person's mentality. But what that did for me was it opened up like the world of options that I had. It's like, okay, I see that this is what it is. You know, what can I do mm. with this in my life? How is, how can I use this as gold in my life? You know, how can I stand on this? How can I rise above this? Because like I said, it depends on what the person is willing to do and what they want. Because yeah, I, I wish I could be that person you know, they could tell you with magical rainbows that, you know, hey, you know, everybody can heal and everybody can get past this. It's what they're willing to do. And mm. sometimes um, a person like that, they need to be around other people that are modeling that growth behavior, that growth mindset. They need to be around because mindsets are contagious. Yeah, they really are. And they would have to be the one that picks up from the growth mindset person. Um, because ultimately, if they're still in that position where they're fixed, it will, you know, kind of um, spread into the environment and who they're around. Because okay. their mindset is contagious as well. Yeah. You know, you got one bad apple <laughs> in a bowl. You know, it's the other pieces of fruit start to rot and you have to separate them. So sometimes a person that's in a fixed mindset, they have to be in a space of isolation. Uh, whether it's life isolation, I've seen like God do this. They would put them in a space where it's like, okay, I'm going to give you hardship or I'm not give you. I'm sorry. Things are allowed to happen to them yeah. because of, you know, them having to choose which path that they're going to follow in life. And there are actually some people that get, you know, stuck in it, but we're not talking about them. Those are outliers. Those are people that, you know, on one end of the spectrum. Right. But a, a healthy person that, you know, actually wants to do better in their life and they want to make that decision, they have to decide, you know, who they are. It, it comes back to their identity and who they want to be uh, with them going beyond the fact that, you know, this is based upon more than just what I have right now. Perhaps there's more for me to see, you know, playing. I like to call it playing the what if game. Well, what if there was another way? Mm -hmm. What if, you know, I can, you know, get into this school beyond just because of what I look like? You know, what if I can start this major record company based upon, you know, just the people I come in contact with? 
mm-hmm. versus, oh, I don't have the money, I don't have this. When we start to let more positive things into our mind, into our head space, like I said, mentalities are contagious. Get around growth mindset, get around people with light in them. And I say that from a standpoint of, you know, whether you're listening to a motivational person, whether you're listening to preaching, a great minister, this podcast for encouragement, you know, get around people and organizations that are actually soaring, that are actually going where they want to go. People that have um, made it, people that have attitudes and habits of success because it will ultimately show you something. Success leaves clues. And whatever drive that you see that person has, you're able to pick up on it. And but like I said, you got to stay in a space of being open and yeah. practicing being open is just questioning it and saying, you know, what if there was more to this story? What if, you know, what I am wanting is available to me and all I need to do is tweak some things. And then it becomes like a game or a mini challenge. Mm-hmm. I like that. The game or mini ta- challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about you know, the, the what if scenarios as you play those through your head. Um, do you ever think people kind of get stuck just thinking what ifs too much versus putting the action behind it? Because a lot of times when you start thinking the what if I go ahead and apply for this job, um, even though, you know, people like me normally don't work in this position, what if I apply for it? But yet they never apply versus the person that actually does apply it's, it's a little bit of risk that you have to have. Mm-hmm. And I think there is a point of courage that you have to have as well, because you have to go into it, like you said, with an open mind, but knowing that if I don't get that position, at least I stood up enough to apply. That, that gives me strength now to where I can go on the next time around. But what about the person who just never, they just never go and apply? They never put any action on anything. Exactly. But they, they have those what if thoughts, but they just never move beyond those thoughts to actions. Right. And I'm still going to say, you know, it all goes back to their identity and who they want to be. Um, I know they say it in the movies, you know, hey, are you a man or are you a mouse? <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, it's actually one of those type of deals. Not that exact thing. No, there's more compassionate things that you can say to yourself. Other right. Than It's, you know, who do I want to be? I want to be the person that goes for it. I want to be the person that opens up to success. I want to be the person, you know, it's all about who you identify with. Because ultimately, you know, we're always discovering and defining things about ourselves. I would dare to say that person that is uh, in passivity and not moving, that their mindset is in a place of, what if I get this and I don't like it? What if I don't get this? That, that's, that's what's really going on in their mind. Mm. And this is what's so tricky about your mentality is the fact that that loop or that question loop could be playing over and over in your head and you not even be aware of it. But what, what highlights it is the fact that you're not making any action because ultimately faith has feet. Right. Faith moves. You, if you're a person that wants success, then you've also decided and determined that you are a person that's going to support your faith. You're going to engage in habits that support what you believe. And that's true either way. Because if yeah. you don't believe you'll get it, your habit will be, I'm going to do stuff where I won't get it. Mm-hmm. So truly, you have to ask yourself, am I a person that believes I get it? Yeah, and this is another thing too is de- what you said is a, a concept that we teach called detaching yourself from the outcome you know whether I get it or don't get it I accept myself whether I get this or don't get it there's another opportunity there are so many like at plan A plan B there's so many letters in the alphabet I'm gonna yeah. get it Yeah, it, it can happen for me and I just practicing people. it and I understand for some people Starting that practice and those thoughts, it may be tough, but what if it does happen? Focusing more on that, what if you do get this? What if you completely enjoy this? 
<laughs> you know, that's, wouldn't that be great? Yep. That's the big part of it. I mean, you I tell people all the time, you have to make that jump. Um, don't be afraid of the jump because a lot of times that jump is just the confidence. It could be the confidence boost that you need. Um, yeah, you may get rejected, but you're always at the point of time. You're you are where you're meant to be at that point of time. But you have to continue to try to work on yourself and keep growing and growing and growing. Let me ask you this. As a parent, um, you know, for myself, I have two two girls. Um, you know, I work with people that are mentors. I work with people that are ministers, teachers, educators. Do you think oftentimes that with all those different titles that we have and we want to put the best interest um, under the, for the people that's under us, do, do you think that we influence their overall mindsets or it could, could it be that we influence it in a negative way? Because a lot of times we can put, going back to me as a parent, I can always tell my daughters like, you're great, you're the best. And I know that they won't be the best at every single thing that they do. But later on in life, when they try to come against one thing and they run into an issue, well, daddy, you told me I was the best. So could that be putting a negative mindset, even though I'm trying to do something that's positive for them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the people around you, you know, we have no control over how they receive what we say and what we do. What So it's, you know, it, it could be, um, two kids growing up in the same environment. Uh, there was a story, um, I'm sure you probably heard of it as well, but the story of the drunken father with the two sons and one son turned out to be a complete drunk and wasted his life. Mm. He was like, I'm just like my daddy. And the other son was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And he excelled. He like got a great paying job married, has children, everything, never took a drink in his life because he saw what it did to his father. Those, both of those sons grew up around his dad and they mm -hmm. both received it in different ways. So I think we have to take what we say and do around people, you know, in context, you know, we make sure that we're being our authentic selves. You make sure you're pouring into people, you know, the best way that you know how and you leave the rest up to, you know, that person. Of course, you know, we can say things out of love to people when we kind of notice that, you know, they're kind of veering off from, you know, what we said and stuff like that. But yeah, this is why people, you know, go through, have to go through counseling because, you know, they picked up something in their childhood that they totally tweaked it or misunderstood something, you know, a totally different way. A mom growing up having to work, you know, single mom having to go out and make sure, you know, money is coming into the house. Well, the kid may take that as my mom never loved me. And, you know, there's that disconnect that happens. So, yeah, when you get into things with the whole, the psyche and the mentality and how people receive things and what, you know, was instilled in that person, um, it, <laughs> it definitely is like a, a Russian roulette type of game. As far as like being a parent, I think when you're in an environment where you're loving your child and you're being uber nurturing to them, you know, that's all you can do. You love them with the love of Christ. You encouraging them and keeping them going. And the same thing if, you know, you're a supervisor or something, you're around other people, you're in a position of leadership and, you know, you're sharing, you're sharing your, basically your quality or you I shouldn't say sharing, you're recognizing and calling forth those qualities of greatness out of that person. How they receive it is how they receive it because they could, you are always picking on me and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this is why conversations with people is so important, you know, for, because those things have to come out so, you know, they can be addressed. So it's, it's up to both people, you know, you pretty much you give what you can and that other person, if they have an issue with it, you know, they will bring something forward. Got you. And uh, speaking of conversations, I actually have a question. I was having a conversation with one of, the, one of our future champions, one of our young champions. And uh, they posed this question. They said, it's how we view ourselves versus how others view, view us, which one is more important? And 
I said it depends. I said, but I got somebody else who I, I think can better answer that question for you if you can just hold on tight. Now, the reason why I said it depends is because mm-hmm. I can have and I can want you to be the best version of you because I can see you, um, all your, your attributes, all your skills, all your talent, and I see you doing great things. But if you don't see that for yourself, I don't feel that you'll ever make it to being a champion. Um, but kind of help me out because you you alluded to this in your in your champion story mm-hmm. when you elaborated and you said, God, I need you to help me to see me how you see me. Yeah. Right. So is it important for us to have that viewpoint of how others see us over our own view of ourselves? Is mm-hmm. that important at all? Right. <laughs> and I'm smiling because I would start off answering that question the same way you did. It depends on what you are in agreement with. Okay. Are you in agreement with things on the outside of yourself or things on the inside of yourself? Do you even have a consciousness of self? See, if I'm in agreement with things on the outside of myself, meaning I am dressing a certain way and I'm behaving a certain way because of what this person is saying, because of what that person is going to say about me, because of what my TikTok viewers are saying, then you ultimately belong to the TikTok crowd. You ultimately belong to the people that you are seeking approval Mm. and the people that you're performing for. You belong to them. You don't have a self. You've given it over to them. You give yourself away every time you do that and you look for that. Whereas when your view and vision and definition of yourself becomes your own, you stand in there, you know, regardless of what anybody says, then it's like, well, what I say is what, you know, matters. How I feel is what matters. When you're in agreement with the creator and the one who made you, the one who defined your life, the one who created you in your mother's womb with intention, the one who thought of you, the one who just breathed breath into you, when you're in agreement with that, then yes, you know, that's, you know, God, only God can, you know, give you who you are and everything. And that that takes some time, Reggie, it does. It takes some time being in that space, but ultimately just, a, you know, that's a complex question, but just a simple answer is who you are to you matters first. Who you are to you matters first. I mean, God gives you a who, he gives you a self. And until you claim that, until you understand and know that person and love them and appreciate that person and become aware of that person that you are, then yeah, you'll give yourself away to everybody. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, so I got two more questions for you. Um, So one of these is pretty much um, because you help so many people. um, And you know, by helping people champion over their mindsets, I'm sure that there are some pain points for you, right? What are some of those pain points then? How do you overcome them yourself to get your mind back into a place of, um, you know, just growth and faith and making sure that you are creating a a space of peace for yourself? Right. So ultimately, yeah, my this business, this new business with, with the wellness coaching that God gave me was birthed out of, yeah, my place of pain. And what me and my audience share is the pain of not understanding and being aware of who you are. Um, and that turns in, that looks like people pleasing. It looks like lack of boundaries, like I talked about before. It looks like mental and emotional burnout. It looks like just being unsatisfied with life. So those are all pain points, stuff that keep people up at night and just, you know, fidgeting within themselves. So my first, the first thing I had to do was to pause. I had to pause. And that's like one of the first things I would tell anybody is to prioritize taking that time for yourself uh, with intention to really hear yourself out because depression or the beginning stages of depression is really the fact that you're suppressing something in you. You're mm-hmm. suppressing. And 
that part of you needs to be expressed. If you're unhappy about something, I don't care what it is, a project, a job, a person, you know, I'm not giving people reason to separate now. Disclaimer now, if you married, then <laughs> you go to counseling. I, you know, I ain't got nothing to do with that. But yeah. uh, let me know, we, we do counsel. All right, excellent. <laughs> excellent, that's right. You got a wonderful resource right here if you listening. <laughs> So yeah, um, focusing on what is giving you, you have to get to that place of what is giving you peace and what is giving you joy because you uh, retreated to uh, such a place of suppression for so long. It's, it's, it's good to give your spirit room to breathe mm. if that makes any sense. Perfect sense, perfect sense. I said I had two, two more questions, but I, I actually got two more questions because you said something. Um, and I don't think that we deal with this enough as black people um, is with our depression. So my question is, can you come back on a future episode and help us to deal with depression? Sure, sure. Okay. I sure can. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I, yeah, I got a story about this too. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So that we'll we'll make that into a separate uh, episode in which we re- revisit because I, I know a lot of people... Um, a lot of my champions that I've had on on the show, as they share their champion story, they they pretty much went into a bout of depression, and and everybody kind of had different ways of coping, but we never d- took a deep dive in those ways of what's um, how can I say it? what's productive versus what hurts us when we're trying to cope through those depressive moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to have you back in the future. But the last question I got for you. Um, this is pretty much our, our call to action. What is one key takeaway that you want the people to know um, that are listening that will be watching on um, this particular episode? So, man, <laughs> saying one thing. <laughs> one thing I will say is that self-discovery is a lifelong journey and it's treasure. Um, it's basically you employing everything that is in you and not going to your grave still full of stuff Mm. (laughs) like you can still be reaching you know at 85 years old you know lord's will we live to be that long you know 85 95 you know with purpose in us with new passions in us with you know, whatever God has placed on the inside of you that's driving you to give to the masses and to give to other people, that all starts with what's on the inside of you and you being in a place where you're open to that, where you're open and you just got this connection going on within. Um, I will also say it's okay to feel good. It's okay to feel absolutely great about that journey absolutely great about your success and if you ever find yourself in a place where you just you know you don't feel it is not coming together that is an alert pain means pay attention inside now whether it's spiritual pain emotional pain mental pain you got to stop and pause and pay attention to what's going on and give it give it life give it life Pay attention inside now. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. All right. So we know where we can find Dr. Kim at Align with Dr. Kim on Instagram. And uh, Dr. Kim, you have a website. And on your Instagram page and your your links, we do have that link to her website. So make sure that you add her. Um, You go follow her. She's also on LinkedIn. She's been doing a lot of different speaking engagements lately and um, go back and review, rewatch some of the things because they're powerful. And I'm loving what you're doing, Dr. Kim. Keep it up. Keep being a champion above everything and keep moving forward always. Uh, so that is the wrap for the show. Champions, keep listening in. We got some uh, more guests to come that are going to help us uh, with wellness, with mental wellness, uh, with some finances, with faith and friendships over the next couple of weeks. So once again, COE, champion over everything holding it down once again thank you for tuning in to coe champion over everything i hope you enjoyed this week's episode look forward to uh talking to y'all soon 
make sure you follow us on facebook champion over everything um make sure you can visit our website champion over everything.org and then on instagram champion over everything all right coe we holding it down one Once again, thank you for tuning in to COE, Champion Over Everything. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Look forward to uh, talking to y'all soon. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Champion Over Everything. Uh, make sure you can visit our website, championovereverything.org. And then on Instagram, Champion Over Everything. All right, COE, we holding it down. One.